0: One, two,
1: three, four. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. My name is Rachel Braun, and welcome back to this episode of Braun and Brains. With me today, I have Andre. I have known Andre now for, I think, two years through Friends of Friends and things like that. And I got to go to one of his uh, release parties in New York City last summer, and it was really cool. And ever since then, I've been keeping track of Andre and his music a lot. And I've also been a really big fan of his graphic design work. So I thought he would be a really cool person to have on the show. I always say that you are my closest like connection to Al Roker because he <laughs> works for the NBC studios and I am obsessed with the morning news. So do you want to give us a little bit of an elevator pitch about yourself?
0: Yeah, sure. So I am kind of just like multi hyphenate creator. I like to do a lot of creative stuff and It really started out with graphic design, kind of like as a kid, I just would like mess around in Photoshop and then things kind of got like more serious, like I would start doing work and everything. And then while I was in college for advertising, I started experimenting with uh, making music a little bit. And that also kind of like took off and got more serious too. So now I'm kind of at this point, almost equal parts music and graphic design, and it's like perfect creative lifestyle. So yeah, that's awesome. kind of my vibe.
1: Yeah, I like that you said hyphen creator, like I that you are multifaceted because that's, I think, a really good thing to be, especially in 2020 and during these unprecedented times. Definitely. Being able to have multiple things to fall back on, I think would be really cool. So what's your most yeah. popular song on Spotify or on any streaming service?
0: Definitely, it was my first single, I feel like it's still kind of like my number one, which is really cool to have your yeah. first song still be like getting plays and stuff. But yeah, Feel like it's kind of like this future basey kind of thing, my first original that I released on Spotify. And I'm just like so excited with how well it's done and it's allowed me to continue doing music. So it's perfect.
1: Yeah, that's really awesome. So I guess we could start moving back all the way to the beginning. So did you know before going to college that you wanted to pursue graphic design or music?
0: Definitely graphic design. I was even looking into like art schools like I was I visited like Pratt and Micah. I kind of found like that wasn't exactly my vibe like I didn't know if I would fit in and so the kind of like happy medium was advertising because it kind of like combined graphic design and like more business uh, side of things but yeah I've been doing like graphic design I think I got like Photoshop when I was like 12 or 13 and that was just like the stuff that anyone does like make your head like your friends heads bigger that kind of thing and then it got into like more serious you know like trying to do logos and stuff like that for people like starting out with friends and then you know building up from there so Yeah. yeah so that was kind of what I was going into college with.
1: Okay and you're from the Philly area right you grew up around there?
0: Yeah so I went to school like we moved around a little bit but it was all like kind of northeast around like yeah, westchester malvern phoenixville yeah. are, like all the different places i've been like lived in so yeah
1: that's awesome and so how did boston kind of fit in the, into all of that because that's where you went to school why right. did you decide to move to boston when Philly was right there
0: so i knew i wanted to move like a little bit further away but obviously not like going west coast or anything like <laughs> my parents wouldn't even let me so i think like boston was like a definitely a good like medium there too It was between like, I was choosing between Syracuse and BU because those are just like the places I got in and they gave really good financial aid and everything. So I was choosing between there. And I think I visited Syracuse like in the dead of winter. So it's like cold and miserable. And then I visited BU in the spring and it was like nice and sunny. So like little did I know those winters are like equally as bad. So, (laughs) but I think in the end it swayed me to choose BU. And yeah, so I was like, not too far from home but still separated and kind of was got to be independent.
1: Yeah. That's a really good reason. I think that it's important to go a little bit away from home at least sometime in your life. Maybe not for college. For me yeah. it was definitely refreshing because I'm super close with my parents and my family. Right. But having that little bit of separation, I think, helps you grow up a lot. And Definitely. I actually, the only other school that I was super considering was Syracuse outside nice. of Penn State. Yeah, my mom yeah, went yeah. there, and so it was a huge, a huge deal. And when I went to visit, there was six feet of snow, and I'm like five <laughs> one, so I was like, absolutely not. Like, this is not for me. And it kind of yeah. similar. Like, I went to Penn State where the winter is like equally as sucky, and it's in a valley, so it's a wind tunnel. But yeah. Yeah, I think hopefully we made the right decision. But Syracuse does seem like a really, really good school, especially with like new house and everything. I like totally see how you were attracted to that. So Definitely. going back, you said your parents wouldn't let you go to the West Coast. What was it like growing up with your parents? Because you, your parents are Russian, correct?
0: Yep. Yeah, my mom's Russian and my dad's Armenian, which is like hey. oh, that's a really part of the world. Connect. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Are you bilingual?
0: No, I, I really only really <laughs> speak and can understand Russian. I don't really know too much Armenian.
1: Okay, that's yeah. really, really cool. What do they, did they come to the States before you were born or were you born here?
0: Yeah, so they came right as I was, like right before I was born. So they were pretty much like, you know, learning the language as I was like growing up and like getting obviously like integrated and everything. But yeah, so it was definitely super interesting. Like I had like a unique upbringing I like I was like learning English and everything like my parents were trying to speak English and everything. So I was I was definitely like learning the language and obviously speaking with my friends and everything in English. So I didn't feel like that like different or anything, but it was definitely like, you know, I was the sports like my parents or at least my dad would watch is like soccer instead of, you know, like football or basketball or whatever. So that was I kind of got like this weird like outsider kind of vibe, but still like would fit in and everything. So it was kind of like fun, interesting, being a little different, but I enjoyed it. I think yeah. it definitely had an yeah. effect on me.
1: Your food must be absolutely amazing at your house. It's the one thing yeah, I'm so good. The <laughs> so how did your parents take that you wanted to study something a little bit more artistic or at least pursue something more artistic? Were they supportive about all that?
0: I think... It was pro- well, yeah, I, my mom definitely always supported me, like, whatever I wanted to do. I'm sure she definitely would have preferred, like, a um, doctor or, you know, lawyer or something like that, like, classic, like, first-generation kid. I feel like, you know, the parents always want to, want them, like, their kids to do some sort of, like, something like that, so obviously, but she did see, you know, the talent that I had and everything. And I was like from pretty early on. So I think she was cool with me exploring that. And I think still to this day, you know, she sees like the results and everything. So she's definitely a real supportive.
1: That's really awesome. The creative
0: lifestyle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I just talked to somebody at the podcast before this. His name is Nick Cho and he's called Your Korean Dad on TikTok. And Um, yeah, he's like super duper funny. And he's actually the founder of Wrecking Ball Coffee, which is like a giant coffee shop in san francisco and it's super duper cool but i was talking to him and he grew up korean-american and i think it's so interesting to hear about people's perspective and like what career they go into his parents his dad was a doctor and he chose to study music in school and actually ended up dropping out and pursuing coffee instead and he's like at the time it felt like such a failure and now it's like he built he built his own company he's a founder like he's obviously doing very well but he's like the support is such an interesting interesting thing especially when your family literally immigrated all the way over here yeah so i think it's a really interesting question to hear from different people and Mm -hmm. so i guess you started making music you said in college or did you start making music before
0: And so I kind of like got the software to make music in high school and I would do like, I would make like beats and stuff with my friends. So that was kind of like me getting familiar with it. And all through like freshman year, I was kind of just trying to make beats. Like I wanted to produce like hip hop and stuff like that. But then eventually I kind of discovered that I really didn't, couldn't find any like rappers or anything that I was like, that I liked enough to like actually like put out music. So I was like, like in like in my like college like area like right there so I wasn't really going online or looking for anyone so I was like all right like I can't I don't really like these beats or whatever like let me try something else so I took some of the samples that I used for the beats and I like turned them into bootleg remixes and put them on SoundCloud and then from there it was kind of like I saw I saw like a like a response to that so I was like okay maybe I'll just do like this kind of like EDM electronic thing instead. So that was kind of how that developed. And yeah, it was a lot of with my good friend, Billy, obviously, that, you know, we were like, he was pushing me to do different like genres and stuff and experiments. So he was like a really big influence to like starting out to actually take music seriously and, you know, actually do something with it.
1: Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Billy's actually doing music full time, by the way, guys. So he's really cool. I have to link his stuff in the show notes. I believe he goes by Keystone. He's really, really awesome. Awesome. It's crazy to think that you guys were roommates. So was it hard to room with another person making music? Like, did it over, over, did it ever overlap? It was pretty. it
0: was really loud or anything. It was pretty chill, like for the most part. I was, I, I yeah, we kind of just had like a different schedule, so we're, like okay. it was fine. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was over at their apartment, and it's crazy to hear like all the stuff going on because I feel like if people aren't working in their apartment, they're making music, and it's like there's yeah. always energy, which so is loud. It yeah. is it's <laughs> really loud, but it's also like really like you always have to like. I always feel like I'm not productive because somebody's always making music there, and I'm like, oh my god, should I be like podcasting <laughs> in the middle yeah. of all this? And so how much of your week right now is spent making music or doing graphic design?
0: It's, like, so different. Like, it's definitely, like, project by project basis as far as graphic design goes. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be – there are some days where I'm just, like, slammed. Like, all I can do is graphic design. But then still at the end of the day, like, after the workday is over, there's music stuff to do. So it's, like, yeah. really fluid, and it's just – it's kind of just, like, a – constant wall of work that I have to you know get through so it's it's really like whatever needs to get done like do it
1: and get it done in time so do you have a timeline that you like to follow or do you kind of just put music out whenever it's completed or do you set like goals for yourself like oh I want to have like a song done by like this time next year
0: we definitely like try to set goals like me and my manager I'm always like late (laughs) for the most part because I don't know I'm like such like not a perfectionist like I, I know when things like are, are good enough to be done but it's like I'll just like keep tweaking and tweaking like not being sure like, like not being able to tell when it's done sometimes so mm-hmm. it's definitely he, like having a manager is really good for like to be able to work through that and like not just be spending like months and months on one song yeah it's good to have like an actual yes yeah, try to like make deadlines so that you kind of balance the quality and quantity aspect of like making music which is super important
1: oh yeah and i think it's also nice like i'm not sure having a manager but having someone like hold you accountable i feel like would be nice because if you if i don't know if i had it up to me and i had to keep like each episode completely perfect i would never post like a single podcast if that makes sense but because i try to post every friday it's almost like something holding me accountable and i feel like having a manager is like similar Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And so on a lot of your songs, I know there are people singing on them. How do you meet these people? Because I was looking up some of them and a lot of them don't even live like in America.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've actually I haven't met any of my features, which is crazy. Like I haven't met any of them in person. It's really just like how I found most of them was just going through SoundCloud and Spotify and just kind of like gone on that related artist tab and like going through people's likes and that kind of thing and just like sending out emails to everyone that you're into and then if like you know one or two get back like then the creative process starts and you know some of them like some songs don't make it out or like something doesn't work right or whatever so it's really just kind of yeah I would go through I would do it like spend an entire day kind of just going through artists and like making like a big list and so that's kind of how i found them and yeah when you do that method most of them aren't going to be like nearby so yeah so i mean like yeah there's my first like feel like she's she lives in like missoula montana panama who's on my song more than friends is i think australia so it's like really kind of global but it's cool because you get so many different perspectives and you know different you're also like exposed to different audiences which is really cool
1: yeah that's super interesting i never knew that's how that worked that's kind of like yeah. in uh venture capitalism they always have this thing where it's like they have people that source startups i feel like you're yeah. somebody who has to source artists so i think that's really that's that's so funny that you've never even had to meet any of them that's cool how that the internet works like that though you know what i mean yeah like, being able to create something without it having to be in the same room as the other artists must just be first off, like it just cuts down the time process and it just helps people create more. and so for the lyrics that those people are singing, do you write them or do they have to come up with them?
0: For the most part, everyone I've worked with like all the vocalists have also been writers and like really good writers too so they'll write the majority of it. I- I'll definitely have notes like for most songs I'd have like notes like one or two words like we can tweak but I think I have a good sense of like what I like and everything so, it's kind of like a creative back and forth too, to get to a place like we're both happy with. But yeah, for the most part, I'm not writing lyrics, so I definitely would really love to get into it. It's just, it's like a talent on its own. Like I've tried and it's like kind of, I get nowhere. So then I'm like, okay, why don't we just send it to the person that like it literally does this as their job. Yeah. But yeah. yeah.
1: No, I was just talking to my mom, actually, the other day about this, how much of a gift it is to be a storyteller. And I feel like it's like a natural born thing. Like that's sometimes, I mean, people can learn it. But I really do think being able to be a writer or storyteller is something that people really have inside them. And I'm with you. I definitely do not have that. And you said you got the um, program to make music in high school. How did you learn to use it? Or is it pretty Um, like... Like, can anybody figure it out? Like, is there a tutorial or something right when you get it?
0: Uh, It is. I mean, it's, like, a combination of, like, it's actually the same exact thing I did with Photoshop, was really mm-hmm. just, like, a combination of playing around with it, like, just seeing what it can do just by, like, literally, like, clicking buttons and combining different things, like, to get to an end result. And then eventually, like, as things went on, I would use YouTube a lot. I think YouTube's, like, such a good resource for pretty yeah. much any YouTube sort of tutorial. University. Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of how I was learning. Like if there's one or two things I didn't know how to do, I would go on YouTube and like, that's like a new skill you get, like just from watching that video. So that's kind of how I approached it as far as learning. But a lot of it was experimentation. And there's like so many different ways that you can get to like any result on like when you're doing graphic design or music that it really just like helps to know the program. Yeah.
1: You know, just by playing around with it would you ever stop doing graphic design and try to pursue music full time?
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm like, definitely kind of like at the transition point now where I'd love to be doing like music full time. And then the graphic design's kind of like on the side freelance. And I it's just like a matter of, you know, different work coming in and like making sure I have enough work and like making sure there's I have enough music to put out and everything. But yeah, so I'm like, I, I also do really want to keep it like fluid. Like I like just being able to like do whatever is inspiring me at the moment, but obviously there's like some realities to it, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Rent is a little bit of a reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you live you live in New York still, right?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, so rent's I a just big moved reality. Back a couple days ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh
1: man. Did you move back to the same place?
0: Yeah, I did. So I literally just like walked into my room and I was like, literally haven't touched it in six months. And I'm just like, it just like, feels like I was like, just stumbled onto like a lost civilization it's like everything's exactly how it was
1: that's crazy feels really weird it
0: feels like the last six months didn't happen but right
1: yeah i was back into it that's kind of how i feel about like i graduated college between here and now and it feels like i'm in such a transitional phase but i'm not like it's almost like it's not real life because i'm kind of waiting to see where i'll end up but i can't go back to where i came from and i'm like whoa like it's it's like being in the middle of like a teeter-totter you know yeah. what I mean? I, I lifted it off the one side, but I haven't hit the, hit the exactly. downward yet. Yeah. So, do you, you said you work at NBC obviously, and are you able to do like other freelance things on the side or can only, like, can you only work at NBC when you're freelancing there?
0: No, when I'm freelancing, like I have like my nine to five, obviously stuff with them. And then I've been doing like, kind of like Cover arts and stuff like that, and like designs for other people, just like on a freelance basis, just on the side. And I usually just do that, like obviously when I'm not busy doing music or, you know, like my nine to five kind of design. That's how I approach it.
1: I feel like album covers is like such a not a niche, but definitely a niche. Like that's a really cool thing to dive into. I saw you did Mike Meal's posters. Like those, exactly. Cool. He showed me all of those. Those turned out really cool.
0: Yeah, that Was it hard
1: like going into the corporate world from doing 100 freelance?
0: I wouldn't say it was hard because I did have like one or two internships. So I kind of like got the aesthetic and everything. And then like, there's definitely like a period where you're like, they're kind of teaching you the style guides and like how everything's supposed to look that you kind of kind of get onboarded like that. I do. It is definitely because NBC is entertainment, obviously. So it's a little bit more creative than say like if you were like doing like graphic design for like pharma or something like that, which I was like applying to jobs like that. Cause I was trying to get like anything I could. So I'm glad I got NBC, which was like, you know, entertainment. It's like more creative. You get to work with like pictures of like talent and stuff like that, which is like fun. So yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the more like kind of out there design that I get to do when I'm doing music based stuff, but it's still pretty like creative and fun at the end of the day.
1: That's, so you work a lot with like images of the talent. What actually do you do within NBC? Are you within like Peacock or like, is there, do you work for like anything that's under the NBC umbrella?
0: Yeah. So the department is called like the creative Partnerships. So it's like whenever we do brand partnerships, but then we also like are relied on to do just kind of like random design work that comes in from like anywhere in the company so it's actually like a really good mix of stuff that we're working on like yeah we'll work on like their upfront campaign which is like how they pitch like talent and stuff to advertisers a social media for like a channel or something like that it's really especially now in like COVID times it's been like just random kind of different like we're just like a creative agency within NBC and they rely on us like and the rest of the team to like do a lot of just design tasks that need to get done. Like, for example, like, right when the pandemic kind of started, we, they partnered with the ad council that does like PSAs and stuff. And we were like, like I was working on like Coronavirus PSAs, which is like, so random. Like, I didn't never thought like a month before I was doing that. I was like, there's no way I would have ever thought I would like I'd be doing that. So it's like, really a big mix. It's really good for like your portfolio and stuff. So
1: yeah but your portfolio is like
0: all over it's the It's crazy I haven't touched it in so long but yeah.
1: <laughs> We're definitely gonna have a lot to add to it after this. Yeah definitely. <laughs> so do you work within a team or are the projects that are given you more like solo pursuits?
0: Yeah I'll work in a team but like on a certain project I'll be like the graphic designer in that project. I'll work with like maybe like a video editor or an animator or something like that. So that like forms like the little kind of team for each individual project but then I'm on like a bunch of different projects so I'm working with like a lot of different people and sometimes there's multiple designers for like a big project too. I
1: was just about to say so do you ever work with like multiple graphic designers that's so interesting I feel like so how different I guess I was about to say I feel like your day-to-day must not be that different than working a nine-to-five if you were just working like the graphic designer on a project how different now is your job now that COVID hit and you're not in the office anymore?
0: I think I get to like, I get like a little more, you know, like I can kind of organize my day, like how I want it. Like, so pretty much just like the projects need to get done by a certain time. So like, or like by a certain deadline or whatever. So I'm able to just like, if I need to work on this or that, just kind of be a little more free with what I'm doing, obviously. Cause like, there's no one in the office, like I'm not in the office. Like I can't, I also can't like walk over and talk to the video editor, which is kind of sometimes difficult, but. I think at this point I'm kind of used to it. But yeah, that's pretty much. It really hasn't changed that much because it's literally just like me designing on my laptop, which is how it's always been, so I kind of I, I don't know, I kind of like thriving, I feel like now.
1: <laughs> I was about to say which one do you like better, but it sounds like you like work from home a lot better. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like I like the idea of working from home. When I did my internship, I interned at Goldman Sachs and I literally had to wear the most uncomfortable clothes all day long. Yeah. And that was—I'm not even kidding you—that was like a huge reason why I didn't like working in like corporate. Was I felt yeah. so uncomfortable all the time, and if it was like cold in the office and I didn't bring a jacket, I'd be like, "Damn!" Like, I, I like this sucks. Like my quality of life was like diminishing. Yeah. Just from having to wear like uncomfortable work clothes. So working from yeah. home, being able to wear sweatpants is like my dream. Amazing. So yeah. able to cook is super nice. Like not having to bring any food. You're going to stay in New York City then if it's work from home? Or do you think you're going to try to move to a new city?
0: I think for the time being, I'm pretty happy in New York. And I did find like kind of cheap rent. I live in Astoria, which is in Queens. It's like not too far from like Midtown. It's like probably 30 minutes on the subway. So I'm like pretty happy with where I am now. But I'm always like open to moving around just because I think it's like fun and interesting to change things up. But I think, I'm yeah, I'm pretty happy where I am right now.
1: That's where my old boss used to used to live or still lives. He still lives. Everybody's no longer my boss. He yeah, loves yeah. it there. He's a family and I didn't realize that like parts look like suburbs. He was showing yeah. me like, photos of his house because he got a pool installed. And he was like showing me and I was like, wait a minute. Like that looks like I can't believe that's in New York City. Like it's a regular yeah. it's a regular house. So yeah, exactly. Kind of cool. Do you live in like yeah. a more suburby area or do you live in an area that still kind of looks like Manhattan?
0: No, it's definitely like it's it's a mix. Like there's obviously like I wouldn't call it suburban, but there's like tall buildings and everything, and it's like kind of city vibe, like kind of like outskirts of the city almost. It's like a really good mix, and it's yeah. so close, like you, you get a good view of Manhattan too, like over the water and stuff. So
1: that's awesome. The only um, borough that I've visited really outside of Manhattan was Brooklyn, and I yeah. loved it. It kind of yeah, me- it's kind of similar. Okay, okay. It gave me like Georgetown vibes, or like the outskirts of like the DC kind of vibes, which I really like the size of the buildings. And also, the rent was a lot cheaper, so that was definitely enticing. How often do you go like into Manhattan now that you're not? I mean,
0: well, I just moved back, so I don't know, like TBD. (laughs) But I think uh, my friends live in Manhattan, and I have friends in Brooklyn too. So I'm definitely at least on the weekends will be in the city, and I want to explore. Like, it sounds like it's pretty different. Like, some of the streets are shut down so like there's just kind of or not streets shut down but like they're eating outside and everything so, so I was that's, like, okay, cool. that's kind of yeah. cool so i want to go check it out definitely gotta
1: snag like this good weather while we have it now you know? yeah yeah I, I, Yeah, i have to take wraps. advantage of the next
0: like few weeks
1: Seriously.
0: Definitely.
1: it's already starting to get cold here in maryland we get yeah. kind of lucky because it's always just a little warmer than it is right above the mason dixon line like it yeah. knows but um in penn state i remember like when i was going to school there it would like Absolutely be like torrential snowing, like super duper horrible weather, and Maryland would be like completely sunny. And I was always like yeah. so jealous how long their fall was. And I'm excited right. to have like my first fall outside of Pennsylvania in 40 yeah, years. Exactly. <laughs> it's super rainy and just kind of gray there in the fall. Definitely. Did you ever live in Manhattan or have you always lived um, in Queens?
0: Yeah, this is where I first moved. So, and I've been here since I moved like last a little over a year and a half ago. So I'm definitely interested in moving into like Manhattan or maybe Brooklyn too, but
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Do you have roommates? Are you able to like, are you able to have like a different type of privacy and have a studio or anything when you're in that borough?
0: Yeah, I just have one roommate. I found like my apartment through an app and I just kind of sublet, but he, well, normally he works. Yeah, so normally he works at like a restaurant job. So he's like usually not here. So it was perfect because I could, like blast my music do everything yeah that was nice but yeah I mean like same thing I like really don't see my roommate too often which is kind of like a good yeah uh living situation for me if I'm not like obviously friends with them or something like if I lived with my roommates in college or something like that you know
1: I feel you I I roomed with my roommates I mean I roomed with my friends my senior year and it was really, really nice. But like every time I was out of my room, they wanted to, it felt like they wanted to do something. And yeah. so like, I'm one of those people, I feel like I just need like my alone time sometime to like recharge. Or if I'm doing work, I need to be alone. Like I can't like go to the library with people or anything. So living with friends definitely got in the way a little bit of my productivity. I mean, it yeah. was fun. It was my senior year. Like not like I was going to be productive anyway, but yeah. You know, <laughs> cool. So you have a manager and how, how did you meet your manager?
0: I actually just met them at uh, BU. He's like my age. I was, he was in the same frat, I think, as my roommate sophomore year. And then just happened to hear my music and then knew that I roomed with, you know, one of his frat brothers. So I was like, so that's kind of like how we intro and we kind of just talked one day at or like, sorry, one night at a, at like the kind of campus bar, T's pub. Rest in peace. It's not there anymore. <laughs> but that's really how we met. And then I had the song feel like, and I sent it to him. And he has like really good connections, like music connections. And so yeah, that really kind of took off from there. And yeah, from there on, I was like, all right, obviously, a great manager, was able to get all this stuff for that song.
1: Yeah, that's honestly insane that you met him, and he's like your age. How does he have so many connections in the music industry?
0: I think he he was just kind of like fr- some manager. That he or sorry, there's a manager, a guy that's a manager that he went to high school with or was in the same high school with. I don't know if they actually like were the same year or anything. And they were looking to release music, kind of like start a little mini label. And so yeah, they heard Feel Like and they were really into it. And that's kind of how that happened. So it was like crazy that, yeah, literally just connections wow. like at if Yeah, if I hadn't gone to BU and like things would have been so different, which is oh crazy to think
1: about. Yeah, seriously. I can't even imagine, is BU right downtown, like right in the city, I've never visited Boston.
0: It's not downtown, it's kind of like a little bit out, it's probably like 20 minutes on the, what is it called there, like whatever, like the subway to get get into the city, but it's like pretty close, it's actually like a good mix because you kind of get the, you can go into the city city or you can hang around BU, there's like not really a campus but it's kind of like a half campus. And then there's like this area called Alston, where like all the undergrads live. It's like really, really fun vibes like out there. So that's like kind of where I live most of the time.
1: That's awesome. So is there like a rivalry between like all the Boston (laughs) schools like BCBU? I know Harvard's in Cambridge, but like Harvard, like do you guys have ever see each other out or does each like college kind of have its own corner of the city?
0: I would say there's definitely like a big rivalry between like BU and BC and like definitely Northeastern too just because like the hot there's like a big hockey rivalry so that's kind of where most of that comes from I I don't I never really bought into like the rivalry or whatever obviously if I'm like at the hockey games yeah it's like fun to just like be mad at them but yeah there is definitely like a kind of BU, BC, Northeastern rivalry, which is kind of fun, especially when you have friends at those schools too. Just trash talking.
1: Oh yeah, I bet. Is so was your school a hockey school?
0: Yeah, be like we don't have a football team obviously. Oh my um, goodness. Unfortunately, which is a, yeah like crazy, but yeah, hockey is definitely the big sport. And that was like so much fun to go to those games. Oh I yeah, missed that a lot.
1: I freaking loved Penn State's football team and football yeah. games, excuse me. I missed that a ton. But it's coming back in October and I'm interested to like see that's- how that's gonna happen with COVID and everything like I hope the season like can actually stay on and it doesn't have to like shut down or anything but try not to get my hopes up you know too much were you involved with anything else when you were in college or did you spend like most of your time dedicated to music and graphic design
0: I was involved in like advertising like club kind of that was the one thing which is like they would like partner us like a designer and like a copywriter with kind of local businesses and we would kind of like do kind of free advertising for them and that was cool because it was like got me got me an opportunity to like work in like an agency setting where you're kind of like creating advertisements for a client, which was like good for like getting internships and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, that was often. kind of the
0: one thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's good to be in I, one of my biggest. not I don't I don't want to say I regret, but definitely something I wish I started sooner in school was doing organizations that kind of would have helped me out find out what I would have like what I wanted to do when I grew up basically I was Mm -hmm. in a business club for venture capitalism that you know focused on startups and stuff like that my end of my sophomore year junior and senior year and my freshman year like I did not care at all what I like I just didn't care about what life was after college like I was so focused on getting my major and I wish I did something that was even more specified like maybe a computer science club or something like that to even dive in like more than just startups. So I definitely recommend if anybody's listening to this and like in college, like freaking join a club where you could network or at least experience. And you had two internships, you said, where were they?
0: So I had one in Boston, which was like during my senior year, which was great. It's at this agency called The Fantastical, I believe. Yeah, so they're kind of like a small boutique advertising agency. And that was just really good for getting like, they didn't really have that many art directors or like graphic designers. So like the interns actually did a lot of the real work, which was pretty cool. So I got like a lot of really good experience like working in like a really high-paced kind of agency setting. And I was like pretty priceless for, you know, just learning how the business works and everything. And then I think the summer or sorry, the summer before I was at this PR agency in Philly called McDay. Which was, again, like, too, like, really good just experience working with clients and stuff like that.
1: That's crazy that you did two summers worth of internships. I only could give up one summer of, like, a nine-to-five internship. And my other one that was – I did – the biggest ones that I did were one was in VC and one was at Goldman Sachs in their operations department, which is why I was in New York City that summer that I got to see yeah. your music but the summer before that I did like a remote one and it was so nice because I felt like I wasn't like giving up my summer because I still got to go home and like see my friends. Was living in Boston really different over the summer than it was like during the academic year then?
0: Well, so that I actually did during my senior year, but Mm -hmm. I did did, after my freshman year have to be in, I did have to take some summer classes after my freshman year. And the vibe changes so like so much in the summer. It's like way emptier because it's like obviously a college town. So, like, most of the people, especially like obviously on BU's campus. So, uh, thankfully, a couple of my other friends were also there too (laughs) in the same boat. So, like, that was a really good summer for working on music. That's like when I came out with like those remixes, the first remixes that were like pretty big. And so, I was like, I think that was definitely down to the kind of vibe of just being on my own, like, kind of empty city. It was like really, really, really weird, but also. Just, like, great experience.
1: I've never got to, like, experience Penn State during the summer, but I don't know if you've ever visited. I'm sure you can guess. I mean, it's, in the, it's literally yeah, in – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's Santa County, County, Pennsylvania, in the middle of nowhere, literally in the middle of Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of nowhere. So everybody <laughs> that is there for the summer is like, oh, my gosh, it's so fun. Like, it's a different city. yeah. Like, and I'm like, I can't even imagine it. Like, when the townies is probably come way out. more
0: close-knit and everything because there's way less people. Yeah, so right? right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm always interested. Cool. I love visiting college towns in the summer, though, because I really, I feel like you get to see the people that, like, actually live there. And yeah, student, yeah. you never even, like, think about that. But it's yeah. really, really interesting. And how long have you been working at NBC?
0: So it's been a little... I started in June of last year. So it's been, like, a... Yeah, year and a half almost now at this point.
1: Do you like work in that building that's like Studio 1A that people take tours of?
0: No, that's across the street. I work in 1221 A of A, which is like also technically like Rockefeller Plaza. I think they're all connected underneath, but it's- That's cool. Yeah, it was like cool. And you get like really good views of Times Square and everything. But I, I have, I did get to go in, I think Studio 1A is like the SNL studio. Yeah, so I did get no. to go in there once because I was like doing uh, kind of event some design for like an event and so I got to go in and look around which is really really cool that's cool
1: I did like a tour with my grandma and my mom and we got to see like one of the people that hosted SNL and it was super duper cool but the people that like give you the tours aren't like allowed to draw any attention like it's one of the rules of like being a yeah. tour guide, which apparently is like a extremely hard thing to become at yeah. NFC for some reason. I don't, there's like a whole like Reddit page on it. I'm so interested, it's yeah. like a cult. Yeah. But yeah, it's so interesting, but they can't like act or like be like, oh, that person's like famous. And so like everybody was like looking at him and this woman like wasn't reacting at all. And we were like, what the That's hell? Like, yeah, it was so cool, but apparently they're not like really allowed to like, you know, like bring any attention. Have you ever seen anybody famous in your office?
0: I have seen like a few people around. They're so random. Bob Saget, I saw once, which just funny, <laughs> just like so random. Like I was on my lunch break. Uh, I did get to meet Lauv, who was really cool. Oh, that's
1: cool. cool.
0: Yeah, and then I saw. Hmm, I'm kind of blanking. I think there was, like one like D-list celebrity or something I saw I feel too. Like but like, would
1: be, like number one.
0: Yeah, he was he was really cool. He's getting like. Do you know what he food. looks like?
1: Like how was well, so, he?
0: Through kind of like our, my manager kind of like situation or whatever, there's like a connection to uh, his management, which is really
1: cool. Oh, okay, okay. Because he just looks like, he's just a white guy with a shaved head, right?
0: Yeah, he does have a pretty unique look. Like, so I was like, okay, I kind of see.
1: Okay.
0: He had like a, he was like wearing like, I don't know.
1: I can't remember. It
0: was like literally pre-corona,
1: so long ago pre-corona my brain's like fried yeah like i was telling my friend the other day actually not the other day the chain smokers like came to penn state and i was like oh yeah like, any two guys could really like, walk you <laughs> saw the them skate.
0: yeah
1: and i'd be like hell yeah and that's probably the yeah. chain smokers because like i i genuinely like or, or like two friends or whatever they're they're called i'm like right, i really, right, I really right. can't yeah. like, pinpoint you know <laughs> what they <Exactly>. look like <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's super duper cool I guess my last question is do you have any advice for people that are aspiring graphic designers or aspiring musicians
0: yeah definitely I think kind of what helped me a lot was well definitely get really good at what you do my whole like ethos was just to like get so good at what you do that like people will have to pay attention and it kind of like pays off like there's a place for promotion and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, if like what you do is really good, then people will pay attention. And then also try to find like a sort of like a niche or like what you're really good at and kind of pursue that like laser focus on that because that'll, that's what'll, you know, get more people interested rather than you just trying to like copy or like take someone else's lane kind of thing. So like, yeah, find your own lane and get really good at it pretty much.
1: Thanks so much for those. I definitely like it where you're good at and people will have to pay attention. I think that's really good advice. And we haven't really had advice like that on the podcast. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Seriously, it means a ton that you were able to take time out of your day to be on it. I hope you guys can check out- Yeah, no problem. I hope you guys can all check out Andre's stuff. I'll be linking it, of course, in all the show notes. His music is seriously awesome. Feels like it's definitely one of my favorite songs. It was like my Spotify, like- Top songs that I listened to for the year. Love it. So it was yeah. really, really funny. But yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'll be listing obviously also my Instagram handle and everything below so you guys can give me critiques and questions and recommendations on who to have on next. Thank you so much and have a great week.